Hey friends, Andy Jenkins with the Warrior Hope Podcast. This is episode number 15 in season three. And today, really, I want to take on the question of, all right, what next? What do you do from here? This season has been all about taking you behind the mission. So behind our mission, kind of what happened, what transpired, where did all of this come from? How did a lot of this originate? So we've showed you some some pieces of that and shared with you a lot of stories from a lot of people from a lot of the documentaries and a lot of the courses and books that we put together. And also behind the mission, showing you really, you, you start seeing what happens uh, when people serve, but really what goes on behind that? What's some of the bigger stuff? What's some of the cost? And then even what's, what's next? What do you do beyond the mission. So uh, those are some of the ideas we pulled together. Today, I I just kind of want to close up uh, a loop that's there, and and then we'll we'll be back with some more. But but one of the loops is, you know, you've really got to, at some point, if if you've served or if a family member served, or you're all in that, you've really got to process the pain. If you don't process the pain, if you don't heal the hurt, you'll continue walking forward, living out of the unhealed hurt, living out of that unprocessed pain. Uh, In in a sense, what you'll do is you'll have an open wound instead of a scar. Uh, Most people have scars. Many people have scars. A scar shows that there was a wound, there was trauma, something happened at some point in the past. We don't necessarily, as we said, get over it, or we don't necessarily just push it away. We do get through it. We do push through it, but those scars remind us really of how far we've come, and they give evidence that we did go through something. They show others the validity of that story, and they remind us that healing has occurred. Healing has happen. That is what the scar shows. We don't want to live out of an open wound and just ooze gunk. We want to live with those wounds healed and have scars that do show others that healing is possible. Uh, Now, that said, before I set up this episode, let me roll into uh, a man you've heard before. This is Sergeant Major James Bryant talking about the importance of moving forward and finding some degree of healing. I think we're getting better at preparing them for returning home. They have, when they come back, they just don't come back and return home. They normally come back and they get what's called debrief. And that's part of the debriefing. They have chaplain services, they have counseling services available for soldiers now. And when we return from our practice deployments, if you will, when we go down range for 45 days or whatever, even in training, when we return, hey, look, our chaplain will come around and talk. We will prepare soldiers because... I want to break this down and make this super simple in this episode. There are three different groups of people that we think that need to be on your team, that you need to be united together. In fact, in the Warrior Hope material, uh, at the end of the book, we actually kind of liken this to a bus and say, hey, there, there are just three groups of people that you really need to have on that bus. They're moving forward with you. One of those groups of people is this. First group is the correct service providers. And so we are not here with Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture, with the Warrior Hope Project, Warriors on Mission. We are not here to diagnose, treat, or prescribe. We are here to provide you with information. We are here to kind of open up the conversation, to provide you hope and healing. But if you need a professional, you should go 
seek out a professional. In fact, I would encourage you to go to the VA if you're a veteran and you have not yet been to the VA because there are numerous resources that they can point you to in the right direction that are provided for you. In fact, here's one of my friends talking, Matt Bain, and he discusses really just what he found in a service provider. Listen to this because it's a little bit raw and a little bit real, uh, but I think it's completely relevant. I went through doctor's appointments for, I think it was three months, and then they had, I think it was recognitive therapy is what my uh, therapist had just started doing with me. And it was to where I would repeat every instant that ever made me mad or upset about, you know, being in that combat zone. Uh, and I mean, there, you know, <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it, I mean, there were several times to where, I, you know, I was sitting in his office just bawling my eyes out because I was so mad. I was just so angry about it. That you're not alone. Um, seek support. Um, you don't necessarily have to go to the doctor's office, but you know, try to find somebody that you feel comfortable talking with about it and talk about it there. The only thing you have to do if you realize that you're having problems is take that step. One of the keys here is, you know, no one else can do the healing for you. No one else can get the service for you. You have to do that. So uh, another uh, spoken uh, Bit of instruction here from Sergeant Major uh, Bryant, where he, he just kind of puts it all in perspective. A lot of time, quite frankly, things can be one way when you leave, but when you come back, eh, they can be a little different. And some of them have to be mentally prepared for that. The feelings that people had for you when they left, eh, they may have changed a little bit. Even some of you may have changed. You know? So. We definitely didn't do as good as we could have when the soldiers returned from the deployment. Whereas now, I think we got it right. Again, it's one thing to offer services. It's something different to accept to take them up on the offer. So we definitely have gotten it right, I believe. Now, our leaders are doing a much better job in recognizing and not trying to offer a one-size-fit-all type of service. But hey, look. My need might be different from yours. My concerns might be different from yours. And so there's a plethora of options available to soldiers when they return. They, they, if you just take advantage of them. Now, there is a second group of people that you've got to have with you, and that is your family and friends. Now, here's what I would say about this, and I'm going to put a link down in the show notes to the book about family and Hope for the Warrior Family. That's a book that... Uh, Bob Waldrop, the founder and executive director of Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture, and I, we wrote that together. It's one of the three books that we've put together um, throughout this entire project. I, I would encourage you to grab that. And in that book, we say this, your family and your friends, and particularly the family, they are the people who probably have the most vested interest in you finding health and healing and moving forward, yet they are the group that is the least likely to be able to help you. Uh, they just don't have the capacity to hear some of the stories. And honestly, you want to protect them from some of those. And we completely understand that and encourage you to do that. However, 
They have got to be part of the equation and they've got to be part of the conversation. And so that might entail uh, giving them resources, showing them some of the documentaries, showing them some of the books and some of the resources and just kind of drawing some lines of things that you're willing to talk about, things that you don't want to talk about and letting them know why and how those are protecting you and protecting them and how some of that would be detrimental to them that wouldn't be able to get it out of their head and maybe some of your fears about bringing them into those conversations totally. That's not saying you should have secrets. It's just saying, hey, there might be a proper amount of disclosure there. And you go, well, how do I know what to share, what not to share? Well, you loop back to that first one and you really get the wisdom of some professionals and you even take them to some of those professionals with you uh, when you deem appropriate. That other group that we mentioned with family and friends is have friends that will look out for you and will call you out on your stuff, who will hope the best, believe the best, endure all things. As love says in 1 Corinthians 13, that kind of love never fails. Uh, you want people who will uh, call you out or call you if you're missing who will recognize when something's not quite right and who will celebrate with you when things are absolutely right, even if they are small wins. So that is the second group. The third group that you need to have on board is this. It is veterans. Uh, do not forget that they have this unique bond that you realize uh, is true, that you enjoyed at some time in the past and be sure to continue leaning into them. Now, here's what I want to do. I want to share with you this clip. This is a video that we shot. It's a couple minutes long. After we finished a run through Centers of Hope, that was a study based on this uh, group that we had, based on this book, Warrior Hope. Uh, we got some of the people together, uh, and the beautiful thing was they were all different ages, all different races. It served in multiple different capacities. And we said, um, we got three of them of the group together just to shoot some video and give us their response. So let, let me tell you the names that you're going to hear. First of all, you're going to hear from Eric Fort, F-O-R-T, and then you're going to hear from Gloria Williams, and then you are going to hear from Scott Strickland, Eric Fort, Gloria Williams, and Scott Strickland. All three of these were featured uh, by the way, in season one of the Warrior Hope podcast. And so uh, their stories are all available for you to listen to in depth. In fact, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes to where you can just go listen to all three of them, if any of them resonate with you. So I'm going to start off right here, and then I'll be back after after this. I really walked in and didn't know what to expect. Um, I had some good details about kind of the, the format and what was going on. With I didn't know what it was going to be about or how it was going to be. And I was really surprised how the, um, I guess the way people spoke amongst each other. And I guess it's, and I learned then that it's so much easier when you're in group of people like people, uh, it's easier talking that was when I opened up and started sharing my story at Centers of Hope. So it was, a, it was an awesome experience. And after a meeting or two, I was amazed at, at how well it, it really led to going on the focus of opening up and talking. So I went in as the one that had won. Uh, I was back on mission and I wanted to help the other vets who were not and were floundering around. That's what I called it. Group therapy was really something that 
we need, I need, and. Asking for that one thing that most of us don't like to do, and that's ask for help. Uh, and there were so many tools that were just being thrown out so quickly and conversations that were happening week to week that you could see not only an education and a learning uh, from the format, but a healing process as well. I had things that I had not walked through. So the surprise for me was I had the opportunity to do it or not, and I chose to do it, and I was, I, I was changed. The camaraderie that's still there, and just seeing people that, myself included, that may have started a little bit apprehensive to share, uh, being able to, to open up a little bit and, and trusting uh, those brothers and sisters in arms in the room. Well, uh, I went in thinking I knew everything and I left changed and more focused and more energized. Uh, and even my wife could tell, uh, no more waking up at night, uh, no more snapping at her, uh, even though I had walked through many things. Uh, Any, anytime that we can work together and strengthen ourselves and help one another, it only ends up as a positive. So I would strongly encourage those that are considering at least attend the meeting, kind of see what it's about. And and uh, I guarantee once you start that, if, if you've got a willingness and an openness to help others, it's one you'll want to come back to more and more. That's when I decided that I wanted to help other veterans at, at Centers of Hope. Being changed, being a better me was a huge surprise because I was, I was good. I thought everything was cool. Uh, but uh, the opportunity to move forward was uh, was a huge surprise. By leading a group, you're also uh, helping yourself as well as helping others. It's Christopher Scott Strickland. I served in the U.S. Army for 17 years, uh, some National Guard, some active. Uh, was in uh, infantry, special operations for a short time, and then flew Apache helicopters. Eric Fort, I was uh, in the Marine Corps Reserves based out of Bessemer, Alabama in uh, 1987 to 1993. Um, I got out as a corporal and uh, I was an 0131. That's right, guys. I was an admin, but I was the one to help get you paid. So, uh, you know, simplified all my fellow devil dogs out there. I'm Gloria Williams. Uh, I was in the Air Force, the best branch of service areas. Uh, I was in for 10 years. And um, it was, um, it was an experience. <laughs> and that's what I got out of it, it was an experience. I wanna bring another person back into the conversation. Finally, this is Chris Turner. He's a Marine. He has been featured before in this podcast. Uh, and Chris really talks about his involvement with Centers of Hope and why he's doing that. Listen in, and then I'll be back, and we'll close out this episode of the Warrior Hope Podcast. Friends, my name is Chris Turner. I'm a United States Marine. Uh, I was a 2512 field wireman. I went to boot camp at Paris Island, and I'm not a combat Marine, and I'm not going to try to pretend that I am. But I, I did do field wire, and I was deployed to Okinawa, Japan, and I did some time in Korea. And it's just a great thing to be able to be considered a veteran and what we did for, for the country. And, you know, 9-11 happened and then my unit got deployed and I've lost some people through that. So about three years ago, I, I was introduced to a guy named Bob Waldrop. Bob Waldrop is the founder of a 501c3 nonprofit called Crosswinds Foundation. And in that foundation is a division called Warriors on Mission. And what Warriors on Mission does is they've developed a curriculum called the HOPE curriculum, the Warrior HOPE curriculum that talks about healing, opportunity, peace, and empowerment for veterans. The great thing about the HOPE curriculum is, is it's vets helping vets. So what we do is we train leaders inside of VFW as American Legions or veteran organizations 
to where they can actually start something called a center of hope and these leaders can train the veterans inside of the VFW establishments to where they can get treatment for PTSD and moral injury. And the great thing about Bob is, is Bob's an ordained minister. So the curriculum is based off spiritual guidance. So it, it's a great curriculum and something great to be a part of. So the great thing about me joining Warriors on Mission and partnering with Bob Waldrop, uh, I'm personally really invested in this, in this uh, mission. So that is it. It is three groups of people that you need in order to move forward to walk into what we believe is really full hope and healing is number one, service providers that are professionals that can provide uniquely. They are credentialed people that can give you what you need. Number two, family and friends. And number three, don't forget to walk with other veterans. I'll direct you down to the show notes as we sign off where we have some links to the book, links to the podcast that we've referenced before, including uh, podcast episodes featuring Eric, Gloria, Scott, and Chris Turner from previous episodes and previous seasons. I'm Andy Jenkins with the Warrior Hope Podcast by Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. I'll see you again in the next episode.